Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the very first episode of the New York City series. In this episode, I will cover what it's like moving to New York City with a good friend of mine, Eric Krumans. Just keep in mind that I keep these episodes open-ended so I can revisit them at later times in order to provide additional perspectives to help us all grow. I say this because these episodes are not everything you need to know in order to live in New York City. These are tips to take away as I continue to grow in order to best help you grow too. Before we get started, I want to introduce to you my guest host, Eric Krumans. He's actually a very good friend of mine, and when I first moved to the city, he was actually one of the first people I met here. Um, and we, over time, we developed a very strong friendship together, and he's really impacted my life in many ways here. He's helped me navigate the city better, helped me feel safe as a single girl here, and budgeting the ins and outs of the city, and more importantly, I was actually struggling a lot my first year here, and he really helped me understand um, the hardships of what it's like to just be here on your own, and I learned a lot of that with my blog and having a corporate job, and so there's just a lot of things that we've just been through together, and I have him to thank for that. Well, thank you for that intro. I guess I'll take over from here because I think probably people will want to know more about you. This is your podcast and why you're doing this, how you got here, why you even came to New York City. Um, so why don't we start from there? Why did you? Why are you doing this? Why did you come to New York City? I know people can access your, your first intro. If anyone wants to know why Grace is doing this, she has an intro that you can access um, if you want to listen to that before this. But either way, I think this is good timing too as we get into this that you can kind of give people an idea of how you even came to New York and why you came to New York and how we even made it to this moment here. Okay, so I'm originally from North Carolina. I was, well, I was born in Texas, but I was raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I think I've just always been into fashion and I knew New York was like the hub of, you know, fa the fashion capital. And I just knew growing up, I think even in middle school, I remember times when I was like, I just want to, I want to live in New York City. And it's not that I visited it you know, often, but I just loved the feeling of being in a city, being kind of alone, but also surrounded by lots of people. So that really spoke to me as someone who's just been independent, really, and just um, loving like the fast paced lifestyle. Yeah, it's interesting for, for me to hear that just because, um, you know, I think for any of you out there that grew up around a city nearby, it's it's just different. I grew up around New York City. So for me, it was always like, yeah, I don't know if I want to work in New York City. I had all these experiences going in and out of, of the city as a kid growing up. And usually it's one of those things where, I mean, some people feel more comfortable in your home, I guess. For me, I always kind of felt like I wanted to try something new, get away from here. So it's always interesting for me, having grown up around a city like New York, to hear stories of all the people that do come here from all over the place, all over the country, all over the world. Um, so it's interesting hearing, hearing your side of things with that. Um, so I guess when you got here, uh, well, like what, what was the process of getting here? Did you just tell your family and you up and moved here or like, how did you, what happened after graduation? Well, 
in high school, I would jokingly, well, before I go into college, I jokingly would tell my family, you know, I'm going to be in New York City. And they were just like, sure, yeah, laugh it off kind of thing. But they kind of knew that I'm just someone who's very driven. And if I want something, obviously, I want in New York, that I'm going to make it happen. Um, and then college came and that's when I really started taking more PR classes, really focused on journalism more and um, magazines. And I really just wanted to work in a magazine, you know, like work PR for a magazine, dream job in New York City. Any any magazine in particular for a dream job? <sighs> well, that's Vogue. That will always be Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. Mm. I actually went to the Vogue office and I got to tour it. Um, Anna Wintour was not there, but uh, it's such, you know, it was such a big dream of mine to do that. But now that I'm here, that like has completely shifted and changed just because we've gone digital more, you know, like there's more jobs in digital and social and magazines aren't really needed. Okay. So the, the start of this whole thing was what you had your blog, you got into Instagram and in college, you took some some classes, and then you're you're now thinking like, oh, the, the, the magazines. You're into the magazines. You're into fashion, lifestyle, and that's what's drawing you to New York. Is that it? Kind of. So that was kind of like the basis of it, you know. But then the more I thought into it, the more I like took these classes, I was starting to like be more realistic with my goals because if you ask any girl, like any girl who likes fashion, and say like oh, I want to be wearing, like, I want to be wearing Louboutins and stroll around New York City with, like, designer bags and work at a magazine. Like, that sounds like, almost like a movie, you know? But realistically, I knew that, yes, as much as I loved magazines, I love to write. That is why I kind of wanted to do magazines, um, just for the sake of writing. And I think the more I worked on my blog the more I also started liking the content or the creation of it. So I liked creating content. And that was through photos at the time because I was blogging. So photos and writing went hand in hand with me. And the more I realized like blogging is something I'm passionate about. You know, I like being my own boss. I like being able to make my own schedule of what I'm posting, what I'm sharing and really just getting to know the audience is perspective of like what they want to know about me or what they want to know about where I am and what just things I'm just, you know, experiencing. All right. So, yeah, so it's like the blog, the writing, that's kind of the tie into the magazines. And then you think of fashion, you think of New York, you think of magazines, you think of New York, you think of a lot of publications, you think of New York, it's a media media hub. So what was, what was your first step? So you, when did you, I guess you said you realized you want to be in New York at a pretty young age and then you went through college and as you neared graduation I guess for anyone out there who's still in school now and is thinking about making the leap up to New York like what was your first step did you apply to magazines was that was that your in or, or what happened I did apply to magazines I actually had heard from people saying that the way to get in is to start from the bottom which is being like a fashion assistant in a closet I don't think it was like ten dollars an hour but I was willing to do it. I have no idea how with the living situation here, but I was willing to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that says a lot. I think a lot of people who come to New York City, if 
Um, you know, you don't have a background, you don't have certain connections through your family or whatever, or, you know, which is pretty common for me to hear as somebody who grew up around uh, the New York City area in Connecticut. You know, there are a lot of family members of friends that I had who worked in community in New York City every day. And, um, you know, I think for somebody coming outside the city to just come here and make that move, it's pretty it's a pretty big leap and I think it's a story worth sharing so that people can kind of understand how to do that. And I know you're talking about working in a closet to start here. And I, I feel like that's pretty common from what I hear in, in multiple industries here, whether it's like that's fashion true. or the music industry or even in entertainment. I mean, even I had to start as an assistant in, say, in my first job. Yeah. So, um, but I guess going back to your story and how you made it up here, I think maybe it's worth talking about. You, you had an internship in New York too, didn't you? So you came up to New York before you actually graduated from college, right? Yes. What's actually interesting is those internships didn't really help me find the job that I'm doing. I can tell you how it helped me decide what I didn't want to do. Um, so I interned with Rebecca Minkoff and Lily Saduki, my junior year of college. Uh, I was here for three months over that, that summer um, leading up to senior year. And the reason why I chose like Rebecca Minkoff was it's a big name, big name brand. Um, and then Lily Saduki is a smaller name brand. So I wanted to get a feel for both. And I did social media for Rebecca Minkoff and PR, marketing and sales for Lily Saduki. I realized at the end of that summer that I didn't want to do PR. That was my major, but I didn't want to do it like for sure. I saw what it was like to do that in New York City. I did not want to do it. I also realized I did like social. Um, even Well, I did like social media for a brand, yes, but not for Rebecca Minkoff. And a lot of people were asking me, like, you interned there. Why, won't you, why wouldn't you choose to work there after you graduated college? Like, you have connections there. And truthfully, I just, it just wasn't for me. Interesting. So I guess I have a couple questions from that. One, before we get into how you made the leap, how you maybe changed from what you're doing from your internship to then getting a totally different job to even come back up to New York City, how did you get your internship in the first place? You, you're living in North Carolina. You have no direct connection to New York City. How did you even go about applying and, and reaching out to somebody and having anyone even react to your application and getting the internship? So I was president of CAFME at UNC Chapel Hill which is the Carolina Association of Future Magazine Editors. So we had connections through our, um, I guess, like our sister, the one that like oversees. Is this like an alumni group of the university or is it like an organization? It's an organization okay. within the, yeah. But, so it's um, like alumni within the organization almost? Yes, and we had connections to some editors in New York City. Okay. So yeah, so through that, I was able to ask kind of, you know, like, about internships that summer and someone had worked at Rebecca Minkoff for, for a different per position. And she just kind of helped me, I guess, get an interview. And so I had to fly up to New York and interview in person for the internship. Did they pay for your flight up? They did not pay. I was willing to take that risk. That both internships, may I also add, were not paid. The amount I spent that summer was insane. That also gave me a feel for what it's like to live in New York City. And I think 
that is like what actually I'm really glad I did that. I mean, not saying I'm really happy that I just went through all that money, but it made me realize like, look, if I want to be there, I there's certain things that I need to like know and must save money before heading up there and really understand like the lifestyle. You know, it's not just like North Carolina where coffee is like four bucks. It's sometimes double. Um, so I think that was a good learning experience and I'm really grateful to have, you know, like a family that supported me through that. Um, first and foremost, I think with fashion, it's really hard because they don't really pay interns. They just know that you'll take it because it's the experience. Yeah. I hear that a lot with, um, you know, people that I talk to in New York City and, and internships here. And I mean, there are definitely paid internships out there, but there are a lot of internships that are just not paid. So it can be, it might be difficult for, for those looking for an internship up here if they don't have a connection somehow, or they don't have, let's say the funds to, you know, come up here and, and work for an internship. But I think what's cool about your story then is that you didn't actually even use the internship to get your job after that. So those of you who maybe don't have the the funds or whatever to come up here and be supported by it, that doesn't mean that you can't come work here. So that's where I guess I want to go next is, okay, you took your internship first before you leave college and you're coming up to New York. Did you take anything from your internship experience with you into what were you going to your senior year after yes, that? Okay. Did you take anything from your internship into your senior year that helped you decide in that last year of school what you wanted to do next? Or did it help you with what you were doing with your blog or what you were doing with Instagram at that time or whatever it was, did it help you in some way to figure out this is the next step I can take with my own personal branding and blog and image, or this is the next step I can take for what I want to do with my career after college. Okay. Ooh, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, well, one thing is I knew I didn't want to live in the East village. (laughs) 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 That's one thing. Um, but, Moving into senior year, I knew that I definitely wanted to pursue my blog. You know, like college, I, the reason why I felt so limited with my blog was because of college. Here I am about to end or like, you know, go through college. I definitely wanted to continue my blog. Um, That was like a absolute yes. And I feel like living in New York City for that summer helped actually boost my following it really did, which was amazing because I was able to intern and spend a lot of time being in a beautiful place, surrounded by a lot of events and stuff, and really just focus on my blog that summer too. So sharing your experiences in New York City helped boost more people Definitely. And interested. I realized, Whoa, what's she yeah. doing? What's going on in New York? What's it like to intern in New York? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what then did you maybe take, if anything, from your internship back to UNC in your senior year? Like, did you take away anything, any learnings from your internship, anything that kind of helped you navigate your senior year, where you wanted to apply for jobs? Like, mm-hmm. did the internship help? So the internship did help um, in some ways, because I say that it helped me understand what I didn't want to do. So that encouraged me to take other types of like PR classes. I was like, okay, I don't like this kind of PR. Maybe there's another like, you know, form of writing or form of journalism that I haven't tried yet. And that's what I focused on my senior year is really just, you know, getting in those sorts of like that knowledge of PR. Um, I also 
decided to like look more into graphic design. I had friended a few graphic design friends um, at Rebecca Mingoff, and I just really liked being able to do it yourself instead of just asking people. So I took that time to take advantage of the classes that were at UNC because we had a really great design uh, professor and I got to know him a little better. So cool. And yeah, I think, I think it's important for people to realize that, um, you know, with internships, I remember when I was getting my first internship when I was in college, like I wanted it to be like something I knew I really wanted to do. And I almost saw it as like, this is going to be a part of my career, whatever it is. But I think it's important to realize that if you're wanting an internship, like don't put so much pressure on it, just find something you're interested in. And more importantly, maybe just try a city or a place in the, in the country that, you know, you're, you're interested in in going because it's really just going to be a learning lesson. And and maybe the best lesson you get from it is that you don't want to do that. And sometimes it's important to remember that. Um, so it's kind of, it's interesting that, you know, that happened to you. I think it's just a good point for people to understand that you don't have to go after whatever industry you're going to be in necessarily. Um, cause I mean, you didn't end up in PR or did you? Um, no, I turned to social, which also I want to just say like the whole applying process, um, in college, I actually did not apply to places until like almost close to graduation which was very scary for me because all my friends i'm not trying to compare but it's you know it's kind of hard to when you live with friends that are already getting jobs already know their plans they've already applied and you know they're kind of their industry you kind of have to apply earlier Mm -hmm. um so i knowing that it kind of scared me because after graduation i went home for the summer i still didn't have a job i still didn't have a job i think i took the summer to just travel after graduation and i was able to do that you know also with my family and just really take some time to really focus on what i wanted and i think that's what they wanted me to do too so after um, a couple of months it was like, okay, you know, fall is coming. What is my plan now? And that's when I actually like sat down. I was at home. I remember like, I think it was August. No, it was like July, July. And I was just applying nonstop on Indeed. I was just going on social media fashion jobs. I was getting emails saying, apply to this, apply to this. And I was doing interviews, like video interviews from my home in Fayetteville. So no connections at all. You didn't reach out to anyone. It was totally cold resume, throwing it out there. Let's just see who bites. Yeah, actually. Um, I had known a couple of PR agencies I've worked with through my blog. So I did reach out to them, just kind of like asking like, hey, you know, we work together on these campaigns. I'm actually moving to New York City and I want to, you know, know if anyone's hiring or something. So that was actually helpful because, you know, they led me to some people. But again, where I got my first job, that was a cold email. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I guess for people out there too that are going through this process, I think it's also important to know that if you don't have somebody, you can just go through something like Indeed and there you have a chance. Like yeah. you have a chance. Somebody will reach out to you. People will reach out to you. It's don't be afraid to do it. But just about connections. Yeah. I mean, it is, but... How many applications do you think you put out, though? 
I'm pretty sure I put out 400, like 300 to 400. Okay. See, I think that's important to realize too. Like, I think sometimes people are trying to focus in, they want to know what they want to do already. And some people just don't. Um, I think that's another big, big thing to kind of point out too is, and we'll go through your story a little bit more as we talk about how you made the move finally to New York and the whole process of getting apartments and stuff, which I think people want to know more about as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's important just to note that it sounds like from your story, and I can even speak to this myself, just saying that wherever you start your career, it doesn't have to be the end of your career. Like you don't have to know everything right up front, right? So like that's actually something that I encourage to a lot of people just graduating. I get a lot of messages like on my Instagram stories and like just DMs, just saying like, "Look, I'm graduating college. I'm freaking out. I don't know what I want to do. How you didn't really know either. Like I'm doing PR." Like, what should I do? I get a lot of those. And honestly, at first, I like tell them, like, trust me, I know how that feels because I didn't have a job after college. I didn't. And first of all, breathe, relax. You don't have to have everything figured out. And that's that's the mindset you need to have going into this is that like, look, it's going to be okay. You're going to work it out. But first, you just need to like mentally tell yourself you're not going to have it all figured out. Yeah. And so I guess maybe now is a good time and I don't want to get too far ahead to just point out that I think what's really from getting to know you, what's really cool and and unique about what you do as a um, quote unquote social media influencer, although I know you'll talk more about why you don't like to be called an influencer later in your in your podcast. I know maybe I'm giving a little hint ahead here, but um, yeah, but I think what's really cool about it is that you actually have a full time job. I'm not saying that some of them don't, but I think there's just this idea out there and as somebody who has not been as familiar with this market and then is now more familiar with it because of you, I think there's just this stigma out there that like, oh, you guys just have a bunch of people who are these influencers that are just standing there looking good and holding up a product. And yeah, I like most of the other people who are not involved in that space are like, what What the heck? You know, like, what is this? I mean, this has got to, this bubble has got to burst. And I see articles all over the place about it because it yeah. just, it doesn't seem like a... A lifestyle that's feasible for most people and it's just not realistic so i think what's cool about your story is you're you're influencing people in a way where you're actually going through real world experiences that i think people most people are going to have to go through which is getting a nine-to-five job maybe if they have to or doing some freelance Mm -hmm. work or whatever i think you have a a breadth of experience that's good to talk to here but i say that i don't want to get too far ahead because i think what's cool about your situation is that people can reach out to somebody like you through social media if you don't know somebody in the city you want to work in, if you aren't connected in that way, if you're having trouble with the whole application process, somebody like Grace is public. You can reach out to Grace. You can say, hey, I see that you're in New York City. I know about the fact that you're working there. Like, Can you help me out? I want to move there and I can use your help. And I think you're somebody that's willing to do that, which I think is pretty cool that you can speak to that experience. I think an influencer that doesn't have it is is not really, yeah, they may know people in the city that can maybe connect you. So by all means, still reach out. But I think it's cool to talk to somebody who's actually going through that. Exactly. And I also think as an influencer, I think you are responsible for answering, you know, these people that reach out to you. They follow you for a reason. They want to hear from you to just leave them like, you know, not not answer their questions is just kind of in my opinion, a little rude, you know, like, I just think that I want to come off as someone who is approachable, 
and friendly and I'm just like your everyday girl like you can come up to me and talk to me and I will be your friend kind of thing so I just want people to know that like I'm not a I wish you can see these quotations as influencer I like to call myself as a content creator but yeah and and I feel like you'll probably get more into that in, yeah, in some so. of your other episodes but to kind of pull it back into moving to New York and just more about the fact that you know, feel free to reach out to Grace if you're looking to move to New York and you want to talk to somebody here and you want ins and outs about it. And you can hear a lot on this podcast too. But if you want more information, then, you know, you can reach out to her as well. And I'm sure she'd be happy to, to, you know, fill you in on more of the ins and outs about the whole thing. But, um, all right. So you got this internship, you went back to North Carolina, you didn't have a job when you graduated, you spent some time with your family trying to figure stuff out. So the nearest city to you is what, Charlotte? Yes. Okay. So, you knew you wanted to go to New York City the whole time, but why? You didn't even look at Charlotte at all? Not at all. Okay. So so you knew New York City. You knew you wanted to make this leap. So now where we're at in the story is you're you're about to make the move up here. Did you when well, did you move wait, and did on. you have a job when you when you moved? Like well, what was next? Before I like just dive into be like, yes, New York City is it. I also just want to emphasize that New York City wasn't the only city I visited. Right after college, I went straight to LA. I did. I took interviews at L, in L.A. thinking it's either L.A. or New York. And then I went to Texas, like Dallas. So don't think that, you know, just, just well, know. And just to clarify, did you move to these places? Did you fly out to take interviews? Like I what? And did this out. happen right after you graduated? Yes. So L.A. was right after I graduated. But it was also kind of like a post-graduation celebration. But also I had interviews lined up. <laughs> So, so your family took a trip with you. No, I went you... by myself. Okay, so you just traveled by yourself to LA yeah. after college. Talk about that. Like, okay. Like, how is it traveling as a as a solo girl? You know, after okay. school, you graduate and you just take off to LA. Like, what was um, the what was the purpose? What was what, what was did you think you were going to get out of it, or did, were you just like, screw it, I'm going to LA and <laughs> We'll see what happens, and you just set up some interviews while you were there, or what happened? Did you do it in advance? Like, did you plan it out? Spontaneous? No. I mean, as much as I want to say I wish it was spontaneous, it wasn't. <laughs> I obviously planned it out. It was two weeks in L.A., actually. The first week was by myself. The second week, my sister actually did join me for some fun. But the first week was all serious for me. I wanted to go to yeah, – I, like, planned a beach day. I planned uh, two interviews um they just were not it for me and it was funny i flew actually the day i flew i had an interview as soon as i got off the plane in la um and then i also just scheduled some things with some friends just to kind of get their opinions on like you know what's life like there and it just a, a voice in my head the entire time was like you're not you know you're not made to be in la it just isn't the place for you. Did you learn anything from those interviews that you think helped you along the way? Like, what, what would you say to somebody who's like, they're going through the interview process, they're a little bit nervous, even even that, I mean, maybe this is getting off track a little bit, but any quick little tips there? You know, I feel like a lot of these things that I do just teach me that they're not right for me. I like learn the opposite of like what I don't want in these things. So that's why I'm, I guess that's the takeaway from it. Yeah. And I think that's important that you say that because I know some uh, students that I've uh, gotten in touch with or have gotten in touch with me from UGA since I've been working in the city. The one big thing that I've told them is like when you're going through these interview processes, like remember that 
you're interviewing this company as well. I know it seems like you're kind of like in a jam and you really need a job and you want to get one and you have the pressure from the students around you, but like to remember that one way to kind of stay calm in it and, and kind of own your own role in the interview is to know that like it's your it's your life as well. Like it's not just the company's job to pick you. You need to pick the company. They could offer you a job and you could totally deny it. I, I know people that have gotten offered jobs and they were like, I just don't think this is the right fit. And I, I told them, be patient be patient like you have time not everyone gets a job before they graduate and that's true if you have the time like be patient and and if it doesn't feel right to you and you and you know you have the time like don't be afraid to take the time and just make sure the company's the right fit for you too and i, and I think it helps going to the interview process as well but um all right so not to get too off track with that and coming back to you moving to new york yes. um so you went to la you came back, you decided it wasn't for you. So what happened mm, with Dallas? Same thing. Same thing. This you took your it. own trip. You planned a trip down there. And, and what happened with that? Um, How did that come up? Did, was it right when you got back from LA? Did you already have it planned before you went to LA? No, I think it was a couple months after. And I just went with a friend. But it was kind of, you know, something I, I wanted to look into. A really well-known company there. But it was more like a tour just to kind of get a feel for it. Okay, so so after college, you actually did try to test out some other cities and see what they were like before you got your job. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's kind of important too, and maybe everyone doesn't have like the, the luxury, to do, the luxury to do that. But if you do, maybe it's something you were it's worth considering doing because if you have the time, again, be patient. Like for anyone that has the time, use the time. I exactly. think that's the most you, important thing you could say. You learn a lot. You learn what you don't want. <laughs> through it yeah. so and and if you and if you don't have the time that's okay too i don't think that this should just you know not be applicable to you at all i think it's just important to realize that no matter what you learn lessons from the things that you do and you know sometimes maybe you would have had to take a job sooner if you didn't have the ability to like take this time off after college and i'm sure that would have ended up totally different but it's okay um this yeah. is about your experience though and, and you going through this so okay. you came back from dallas you decided dallas wasn't really for you and now what i had another um interview back up to new york i actually flew to new york like several times that summer just for interviews but this one, I had told my parents, like, look, I think this is it. Like, I need to go to this one. And luckily, it was. I ended up getting the interview. And that day, before I flew back to North Carolina, I was determined to get an apartment that day. I know that uh, that's bizarre and crazy, and you shouldn't really do that because you should always, you know, take time and really, you know, think it over. But for me, I just was like... I'm going to be bold. And I got an apartment on the day I signed everything. So I guess we can talk about the apartment process of what that's like. <laughs> and something I, I didn't do, which you can talk about what you should have prepared for an apartment in New York City is. Uh, yeah, I mean, from I, I lived in New York City now for four years. I've been in three different apartments. And I will say that apartments go fast here. So if you want an apartment, you need to have your credit score ready to go, something printed out actually from like one of the main credit score companies, whether that's, you know, uh, Experian or, um, like your ID. you know, yeah, you have to have your ID. You have to have the money up front that you need the, for deposit and for the broker's fee. And you need to know exactly what that is and have it up front. And it's a lot of documents. Um, it's a lot of that. documents. And I think you learn that in the process. You either know somebody who's gone through it and they can tell you that, or you go through the first couple apartments and the, and the person tells you like, yeah, if you guys want this, you got to pull the paperwork together. 
if you go back and realize how long it takes you to pull the paperwork together, first of all, it's not going to take you like weeks of time, but it will take you just long enough where you will lose the apartment. It exactly. goes that quickly. It goes so fast in New York City. So yeah, so definitely have that prepared. But just as I was telling people to use their time and be patient, you're now saying that you just took a bold move and right. got your apartment Which, right away. So what happened with that? So honestly, I... I'm grateful for the apartment that I had, the first apartment, you know? I really do think, like, the first apartment isn't going to be, obviously, everything you want. Was it in Manhattan or no? It was not. And I don't know how I just happened to choose this one. It was actually in, how'd you, how'd you find in Astoria. Well, I found it on streeteasy.com. Okay. Um, but it was in Astoria, but a little ways away from Astoria, if that makes sense. It was located in East Elmhurst, which is right by LaGuardia Airport. And I think what really, I guess, like, I gravitated towards it because the fact that I could have a car and I wanted my car there. Um, I know. And that's interesting because most people who live in New York at, at a young age do not have a car. It doesn't make sense. There's great public transport here. There's subways, there's Ubers, there's Lyft, there's Via. I mean, you know it's there's not much of a need for a car and you don't want to go through the hassle of having a car so mm-hmm. tell like yeah talk about so that. Like, what, i you... guess you know i kind of told myself like coming from college i just wanted like a car in new york city at least for the first year or this with this apartment and this apartment gave me that luxury to have a car i could park it on the street i will tell you that it was actually a hassle to have it um the first week of it it was gone it was towed i don't know where it went for like a couple of days i had no idea that it was even missing and they they find me for each day so just think of all the amount of the money that that went into that and then another point like every mornings every other mornings i had to wake up early to just move it because of street cleaning i didn't really know what that was but you know moving to your city and it was just a lot um but I didn't also realize, like, my first apartment was in more of, like, a basement. Actually, it was in the basement. <laughs> Not more of, like, it was in the basement, but it was a pretty spacious... Cheaper rent, right, in the basement? Cheaper rent in the basement. <laughs> um, it was... I just want to say that, like, even if it wasn't everything I wanted it to be, I learned a lot from being in that place and making a commute that was... Let me just say it was... 10 minutes on a bus to get to the subway. Actually, it wasn't even 10 minutes. It was 15 to 20 minutes to get on a bus to go all the way to the subway. And then from the subway, it took almost like 30 to 40 minutes just to get to the Upper East Side. I worked in Midtown. So it took me a total of an hour and 30 minutes just to get to work. That taught me a lot. Of so you did a bus to a subway to another subway. subway su- yeah. And then walk. And then walk. Okay, so two subways, a walk, and a bus. So you you basically got in every single form of transportation besides bike or scooter. Yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. Not not yet. <laughs> See, that was something interesting because when I first met you, you were living out in that apartment. And I was thinking like I, my, I came from my first year apartment. And this was just by chance that I happened to live in a, an apartment that was right across the street from my office at the time. And... I didn't even have to get on a subway. I didn't have to get on a bus. Right. I just walked outside and walked across the street, and and I was at work. Is and that so, why you chose that apartment, though? Because it was 
that close to you? No, I, I mean, I didn't really have a choice, actually. Um, and that goes into a whole bit of a longer story. But it was basically the, the short story is I had a couple of roommates at the time that having roommates allowed me to be able to move into the city with that budget because you're able to split the cost with people. Um, and so I was just kind of on board for whatever at that situation. They had invited me into their group of like, it was some, some friends of friends from, uh, actually my brother's friends from high school, uh, who were moving into the city and I knew him pretty well too, uh, through my brother, but basically like they were like, Hey, do you want to come in on this? We're going to be looking for apartments. And I was sort of just like the third man in that made the whole thing happen. And I was like, sure, wherever you guys want, like I'm pretty easygoing and I'm sure it'll make it work. And, um, they just happened to find an apartment that it was right across the street from my office. And of course they were like, I think you're going to like this no matter what, because it's right across the street. And of course I just took it. But, yeah. um, but anyway, I thought that that was a cool thing about you when I met you was I came from having those apartment experiences and, and trying to find something that was close, somewhat close to my work. So I didn't have to commute because I came from a background of commuting two and a half hours door to door from a train that runs into Grand Central from Connecticut, which for those of you who aren't as familiar with New York is pretty common. There are train lines that run and bus lines that run from everywhere from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, upstate New York, right. out to Connecticut. Um, and a lot of people commute in like that. But for me, two and a half hours both ways was just like ridiculous. I had no life. It, it made sense for me to almost use all of my savings and everything I was getting from my paycheck to move into the city just to have a life and have that free time back. I paid Right. And I think something that I like didn't really realize before moving was a lot of people that work in the city don't actually live in the city. For you, you commuted the first year. Yeah. And And there's a lot of other people that... Well, I only commuted for like two months, but but still like it was enough for me to be like, I can't believe people do this every day. You know, from this far out, they commute every single day. And I guess when when you have a family and you have those responsibilities and you want a house outside the city, like I guess it, it could make sense. Like I could see how it would make sense. But as a younger person... For me, at least, it's always been like, I want to stay in around Manhattan because (laughs) you want to enjoy Manhattan. You want to enjoy the nightlife. You want to enjoy going out with young people and right right out of college and experiencing that. And so for me, I was worth, it was worth paying for, like paying for that free time back, even though it was, it was hard to save money. But I think going back to, to why I think your, your situation is pretty unique and, and interesting is that you commuted so far on so many different forms of transportation. Like I had so much respect for that because just, I mean, and I, I don't mean in, in this in any way, but like to meet a girl who's willing to, to do all that just to get in the city from that far out, I think was pretty cool. And it's just not something I had heard of. And, and, and you're living alone, right? You didn't have roommates. Yeah, I didn't have roommates. I definitely did not want to have roommates. Um, just from, I guess, past experiences, and I was just very determined to be by myself. So this apartment actually allowed me to do that on the budget that I had. Yeah. But I also knew, like, halfway through, I was like, look, I've got to find a way to get in the city. This is a good experience for me. My car needs to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're right. I think you mentioned to me, like, the first year of, like, just being friends you would constantly like remind me saying wow i can't believe you make this commute like you would remind me of the commute and i'm like oh no that's like nothing for me now because i had done it so much yeah and and that's the other thing too i think for those of you who aren't as familiar with new york like 
commute times here, you get used to it. Like people think of, I don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes. But when you get on, when you're used to the subway system here and you have to go somewhere and it's like a 30, 40 minute subway away, most people here are like, unless they have the luxury to Uber everywhere and they're going everywhere really quickly when you first start, like you're just like, all right, whatever. 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. no problem. I'll be like, there. Wow, that's so short compared yeah, to like an hour. And you, and like, Yeah, exactly. You get used to it. It's amazing that in such a tight knit space with with so many people crammed into one island here that um you know the commute times can be so long but it's just the the volume of traffic and um i don't know it's just it's interesting that you went through that commute but so to hit everything else that we have on the list here about moving to new york yes. you came to new york you wait, got wait your but job. first and foremost hold yeah. on apartments how do we find them so i use streeteasy.com I guess the only other thing I could recommend to people is, and I'm sure you know this too at this point, is there's Naked Apartments, there's Street Easy, there's Apartments.com. Okay. All of those I think are pretty good. Um, and I think in this conversation is where I would I would also ask, like, did you have a broker? I did. I had and a what's bad the situation with broker fees? With a broker fee. I mean, people it, should know this if they're moving or having to change apartments or whatever it is and coming to the city for the first time and living on a budget. And- yeah. I was convinced that I need to have a broker because I felt like if I didn't have a broker, I wouldn't get like a good apartment and I was going to get scammed because I feel like with brokers come with good management properties. And so I had a broker and had a really bad situation with... I guess this current apartment I'm in, um, but you live and you learn, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'll say to this too, so so people have an understanding from my experience of the three apartments I've had, and and talking to a lot of friends here who have gone through moving apartments and um, and the prices they've paid, and either working through a broker or not. I will say that I will say that um, you know it. You don't have to have. A broker you don't have to go through that you don't have to pay that amount a lot of times they'll ask you they'll charge you like more than one month's rent and I just want to point out that um, I have friends who were really low budget and I have friends who had budgets that are enough to have really nice apartments by yourself in New York City and even that friend went through a broker and then called off the broker went to streeteasy.com or apartments.com found his apartment signed up and it was better than anything the broker showed him and all he paid was one month's rent so i just want to let people know that if you go through those um, websites just have everything prepared and just know that you can find apartments out there that are good um for only paying one month's rent for broker fees. So I think that's important too. You just like motivated me for my next apartment right now because <laughs> my lease is actually coming to an end soon and I'm in that same situation again and you just... Don't pay more than one month's rent for broker fees. Nope, absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so you came to New York City, found your apartment, you got your job. We talked about broker fees. Uh, what about finding roommates? So you didn't really have any roommates when you started. So how did you go about then making friends? I feel like for some people in the city, finding roommates, sometimes that's the easiest way to kind of connect to people. Maybe some people have friends who are already here. They have a network that they can get involved in at work. Like, how did you go about finding friends then or finding people to hang out with? Or, I mean, what were your social activities? Was it a part of what you were doing for work anyway? Like, how did that? Yeah, so I guess I'm a little different um, with meeting people here i kind of had connections somewhat through like the pr agencies and the brands um that i was a part of and with my blog 
I also had a couple of like friends I knew like on Instagram that lived here and I would just reach out to them and be like, hey, I would love to meet you in person. And I met them and they kind of introduced me to more friends and it just kind of like grew. So it was more of um, finding not really me seeking, actively seeking friends, but it just kind of happened, you know, like I also was able to meet you and I met some of your friends and it just you just like once you meet someone it kind of grows in some ways um i know that some people are different you know not everyone has like a they can just reach out to pr agencies and have a blog so i guess um i kind of want to ask you because i was very interested when you said you had like basketball and i'm like with leagues and stuff and so maybe that's also another way if you want if you play a sport here you can sign up for these, right? Yeah, I was going to say sports, sports. I guess. Um, but I mean, in your case, coming to the city, like you had, I mean, yes, you could sign up for sports. I mean, maybe there's like fitness classes that you can take, right? There's all sorts of fitness classes you could take. There's class mm-hmm. pass now. You can meet people in those also, classes. I mean, you went to yeah. like events. You Wait, went to so events I went to a lot. events and actually at these events, um, I met a lot of people and we ended up exchanging contacts. You know, it's kind of like a networking thing. You could go into an event and mentally tell yourself, I'm going to say hi to five people. You know, like that's actually a good tactic to go in and just kind of see how things go. And if you click with someone, look, you just made a friend and who knows where that can go. Yeah. And I think the cool part about New York, too, is that, you know, don't be afraid to, to do that. I think a lot of us come from clicks and social circles that we're familiar with and I think what was cool about you too when I first met you is you're very independent and I like that I mean that's the life that I've kind of chosen to live myself and um you know I think in New York it's really it's really cool that you have the ability to do that and it's not don't be afraid to go talk to somebody you know because like there are a lot of people here who would love to connect with more people who just want to connect who want somebody to hang out with to go places with or whatever and I think um, Actually, you know, it's, I do wanna... it makes it a little bit easier for you to go up and do that to a random person. But go ahead. That's true. Saying? I just want to point out, just because not everyone has like that mentality of just going about it independently. Um, I know a lot of people, even down like in North Carolina, and I'm sure this goes for other states as well, that they're they like automatically assume that people are in these cliques and these bubbles, and people don't really want to branch out. Um, that's not true because. New York is actually made up of a lot of people, you know, not everyone is from here. Just know that it is possible to make friends here. You are not alone in doing that. Um, And it's not hard to meet people. You just have to give it time. You have to be patient and just really put yourself out there. Go to these things, go to, you know, bars, go to events, go to anything that you can find. There's even events that you can look up on Facebook groups. Um, I even like sometimes go on Instagram and look at New York Bucket List and they have so many great options and free yoga classes in the park that you can try. Yeah. And and on top of that, follow Grace, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, a part of what you do, I think, is help people to do this. So you have stuff on your blog that can help people find these different places. But I think the only thing that wasn't mentioned is maybe alumni groups, too, from your universities. If you're coming here and you're connecting with them, that you can meet people there. Um, I know in my first year, like I didn't really get out as much. I was working a lot. Um, I didn't get out as much to meet people. So I would just say like, look, if you're going to make the move here, if you're going to pay to be in New York, like 
get what you paid for. You know, let that motivate you to get out and do things because there's so much in the city and there's so many ways you can meet people, whether that's through sports, if you're active, or even or if you're not active, your organizations. I mean, there are yes. meetups, meetup, the, the company meetup. I mean, there are so many meetups in the cities. You can find people who are like-minded, whether that's coding, technology, finance, music, right, songwriting, like Endless. art, you know, like learning a new language for free with, with different groups, anything from yoga to... I mean, everything is here, and I think that's what's cool about New York City. So the opportunities are endless, so maybe that also helps um, kind of de-risk some people trying to make this move, right? There's, yeah. you know, there's so much to do here. Absolutely. If you If you come, you will find it. That's what New York can offer you. That's, like that's that. the beauty of a big city like New York is there is everything here because there are people who are diverse enough to want a little bit of everything and try new things. And if you want to be a part of that and you want to find yourself... New York City is a place to do it, right? Yeah. So I guess I just want to encourage those who do want to be here to just take that leap. If you want it, go for it. And reach out to somebody like Grace to make it feel less risky. Absolutely. <laughs> like, if you have any questions, actually, please, like, ask me. I would love to just help anyone else going through something that I went through. That's something I would love for someone to have helped me with. I think we kind of covered it. This was a great long episode. I hope you all enjoyed it, listening to us talk about our experiences and, you know, our thoughts on making the move to New York City. If you have any questions, please, again, feel free to email me or send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I'm going to continue another episode on New York. I've launched all of these episodes together at once so you guys can binge through and hear more about New York. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening for the next episode in the series where I answer New York City questions. These are questions that come from my followers on my blog and my Instagram and are also some of the most frequently asked questions from people who interact with me. Thanks for tuning in.